0: During this Connected Investor Success Short, you'll hear three real estate investing pros explain exactly how to implement the strategies that made them millionaires. Brought to you by privatelenders.com, where real estate investors go to get private funding for all of their real estate investments. Make sure to check out the links in the description of this video for full lessons and free giveaways. Let's get started. His name is Dave Lindahl, and today he's going to explain exactly how to succeed in multifamily investing. All right, Dave, so someone's listening to this. They're watching this perhaps on our YouTube channel, and they're like, this is exciting. I want to start investing in multifamily properties. What would you say the three steps are for someone to, to get started?
1: Well, first you've got to find the deals, uh, then you've got to analyze the deals, uh, and then you've got to fund those deals. You get those three uh, done, and you're doing deals. All right. Well,
0: let's, let's go ahead and break into the first step, finding multifamily deals in this hyper-competitive market, Dave. Uh, how does someone go about that?
1: There are many different ways where you can find multifamily deals. We always teach the cat to cast a big net and then, and then let the deals trickle in from many different sources instead, instead of trying to go after just one particular source. But I can tell you from my years of experience there are two sources that will bring you the biggest results. And number one is your relationships with brokers. And number two is direct mail.
0: The second thing you talked about was analyzing the properties. So now you're, yeah. now
1: these properties are coming in,
0: everything's yeah. working, and you're like, what do I do?
1: Yeah, so there's two steps to analyzing. The first uh, quick step we do is, is we'll do, use a simple formula. We'll take the yearly income, and write this down. We'll take the yearly income of the property from the property, we'll subtract the yearly expenses, and that will give us what's called the net operating income. The net operating income is the holy grail of multifamily investing. Uh, this is what you will base the value of the property on because you'll take that net operating income and you will multiply it by 10 and that should give you the value of the property. Yeah, let's yeah, Let's go and talk about funding. All right. So, funding, the majority of the funding is going to come from what's called senior debt and those are your lenders. So, you'll get uh, anywhere from 70 to 80% from the lenders. Now, the other, let's say you're getting 80% from the lender. So, the other 20% is going to come from you or your private money investors. So we teach how to get private money investors into your deals. Um, so they bring in 20% of the money to, uh, to make up for what uh, the senior debt doesn't. And then they also make up for the closing costs. So it's typically uh, your closing costs are gonna be 3% of your purchase price. If you've got a $1 million deal, it's a $30,000 for closing costs. And then there's what's called the acquisition fee. So for actually uh, learning how to bring the deal to the table, bring the money to the table, the investors to the table, the investors, it's industry standard in our business that the investors pay you an acquisition fee anywhere from three to 5%. So being conservative, if it was a, um, uh, again, a million dollar deal and you were getting a 3% acquisition fee, you get $30,000 for doing that deal. Uh, So it's all it's all a matter of mindset. There's some people, you know, they, they want to be able to control everything. So they, you know, they, they have to live close. Well, that's fine, but I always tell people like that. Is like, buy a property that's a 1,000 uh, miles away and then you, you can't control it by going there. You have to rely on your team. And it's all about team building and putting the right people on your team and they'll be your eyes and ears and everybody benefits from the success of that particular property. But you know, you don't have to, I mean, we teach people how to go and get bigger properties, but we also teach them how to start out and get the smaller ones too. Because I used to teach how to buy you know 100 unit properties and only 100 unit plus properties. And then I realized that people wanted that but subconsciously they were afraid of that. So subconsciously they were stopping themselves from from doing the things that they needed to do to be successful because they were afraid of buying that first deal. So I learned that it's not the size of the property that matters when you get started. What matters is that you get started and then you start moving from there.
2: The Connected Investors app connects you with investors, notifies you of available properties, helps locate cash buyers and secure private funding to close deals. Set up in seconds to become a member of the connected investor social network. Now you can scroll through your main feed to find cash buyers, see investment properties not available to the general public, and network with investors by adding your own comments to a thread to keep the conversation going. The control center is your connection to add properties to sell start new discussions, connect with local investors, and even find private funding. The notifications tab will keep you alerted to new investment properties and offers. You'll also find new friend requests to connect directly with the community to build your network. From the property marketplace, you'll be able to find, favorite, and make offers on investment properties. Download Connected Investors today to find, figure, fund, and flip investment properties on the go. His
0: name is Daniil, and today he's gonna to explain exactly how to be successful with small-scale real estate development. Before we uh, jumped on the line here and hit record, we broke it down into kind of three steps, the pre-construction, the construction, and the post-construction. So right. take
3: me through uh, pre-construction. Pre-construction is probably the, the hardest part, and that's where you're gonna spend the most time. So to, to me, in the pre-construction phase, what falls into that? First of all, you've gotta find the land, right? Um, we, we source land from a number of sources, um, direct mail, directly to, to the sellers. Uh, I buy quite a bit of lots from wholesalers. I actually love buying from wholesalers. Occasionally, you'll find something on, on MLS and LoopNet, but I wouldn't hold your breath, right? Very rarely. Referrals, um, tax auctions. Uh, let's jump into step number two, uh, construction. So great. You got everything done. Now it's time to build. Oh. Almost we're still not there because you need, you need financing, right? You need to go to permitting, but that's the last step. in the pre-construction is you've got to line up your construction financing. So that when your building permit is approved, you're ready to break ground. Construction is easy. Either GC it yourself or get a great general contractor. Once your pre-construction phase is done, construction is actually pretty simple, right? It's actually easier than rehabbing. You follow the plans, follow the drawings. And then during construction, we pre-lease the property and post-construction really just means finishing, putting tenants into the property and then rolling over into your permanent financing or actually doing an active refinancing into a different loan. Done. Yeah, you contribute a
0: lot of your success just to your daily you know, persistence and effort, showing up for work every day and just pushing hard. Why do you think that's played such a big role in your success?
3: I don't know, I just, I just do the same thing. You, 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 we all have those friends. You, you talk to them and, and every time they're doing something new and it's exciting, but it's always something different and they're always ch- chasing you know, the next shiny object, right? And, and they, they never get anywhere. So me, I'm boring. Like I, I'm doing the same thing I was doing eight years ago. I'm growing your software company and trying to improve our product and I'm building real estate. Right I'm doing real estate deals now, I'm doing deals larger in scale, but I'm doing the same thing. I'm not chasing crypto or Amazon fulfillment, drop shipping, some some new opportunity I, I just I show up to work and I do the same thing. Whether that's good or bad, I don't know. I mean I still love what I do, and I think the only way to get to any measure of success is by going deep right and getting better and better at what it is you've chosen to do in this life. And people that constantly switch and chase new opportunities, you talk to them in 10 years and they're probably still gonna be broke. So I'd like to
0: introduce you all to the one, the only, Debbie DeBerry. Hey, thank you so much for being here.
4: Hey, I'm super excited to chat with you today, Ross. Thanks for taking the time.
0: Well, let's, uh, before we jumped on this podcast, Debbie and I broke the mistakes up into buying mistakes, Renovating mistakes and selling mistakes. So, Debbie, top buying mistakes that uh, real estate investors make. Go ahead and take it away.
4: All right, cool. So, number one is ignoring the nuances of the neighborhood, meaning just because there are two houses, let's say there are two houses that are both three bedroom, two bath, two car garage, around 1,500 square feet, okay? Basically the same house. They're on Very different streets. (laughs) You can't assume that just because it's a similar house in the same neighborhood, that they're going to have the same value.
0: So what are some other buying mistakes people make?
4: Yep. So number two is what I call not using the sniff test. So, you know, when you are looking at a house, you're not just looking at the house. You shouldn't just be looking at the house in a bubble, right? You are looking at, okay, well, as I drive up to this place, What am I seeing? What are the streets like leading up to that house? What's the neighborhood like? How do I feel in the neighborhood? We want to look at it as a whole. All
0: right, what else do we have on the buying mistakes?
4: All right, so number three is not buying title insurance. When I first got started, it was really common for people to not buy title insurance. Which is all fine and dandy. You might be totally okay. You might buy thousands of properties in your lifetime and never have an issue. And guess what? That one time where you don't have title insurance (laughs) and you get burned, you will never not have it again. And it's, you know, it all depends on the sales price, but it's a thousand bucks. And I almost lost $65,000. If I did not have title insurance, I would have lost 65 grand on this deal because the title company screwed up on something. Uh, okay, and the number four is trusting your untrained eye instead of calling a professional. So, especially for beginners, if you do not know how to properly estimate a proper proper eh, properly estimate a property, you better have a contractor with you, or you better have somebody who is seasoned and can do that. Uh, and then that takes us into the fifth one, which is you know not making the mistake of shortchanging. The rehab estimate. So again, until you're really trained at this, walk the property with the contractor to get an accurate estimate.
0: So you contribute a lot of your success to your resilience and resourcefulness. Why do you think this has played such a big role in your success?
4: Yeah, for sure. Uh, what I see a lot of people, their shortcomings in real estate investing or really just entrepreneurship in general is how they respond when something unexpected comes up. So something unexpected comes up. And do you, you know, like go and bury yourself in the covers for days? Mm -hmm. Or do you maybe bury yourself for like five minutes? And then, you know, stand up and go figure out, all right, this is what needs to be done. And any action is better than no action. So For sure, just being able to roll with the punches and, you know, make a decision. If it's not the right decision, make another decision. But just to keep going like that. But people get so hung up in perfectionism and, but I want to make the right decision. And, you know, it's just like, just make a decision, really.
0: You can also throw your name into a drawing to win our $3,000 software called PIN that pinpoints all of the best deals in any market and all of the Uh, most active buyers, and private lenders as well. So it's the one piece of software you need to find any type of deal, whether it's an apartment complex or a single family house. If you're looking for it, it's inside Pin, and we're gonna give it to one of our lucky listeners who visit exactlyhow.com. If you're watching this live, go ahead and jump, go there right now, we haven't picked the name yet, throw your name into the hat, and you might be walking away with this software.